and welcome to this episode of the Tales of Fairy Tales. I'm your storyteller, Bonnie, and today I'll be telling an Irish tale called The Black Thief and the Knight of the Glen. For this tale, there has been some things that have been changed just to keep everything fun and family friendly, so I hope that you enjoy. Once upon a time, there was a king and a queen who had three beautiful sons. Unfortunately, while the boys were very young, the queen got very sick. I want you to promise me, the queen said to her husband, that after my death you build a tower on an island and keep our sons there till they're of age. My dear, the king started, but the queen shook her head. You are still young, and so we'll marry again. I don't want her to do anything to our sons. You must hide them. Please, promise me. I promise, the king whispered, tears falling down his cheek. The queen died soon after. The king, his sons, and the entire kingdom mourned. There had been no better woman than the queen. Her death left a hole in the kingdom, and the king was inconsolable in her death. However, even in the midst of his sorrow, he didn't forget his promise. He ordered the tower built, and with guardians and educators, had his sons live there. Years passed, and the lords of the kingdom advised the king to marry again. They specifically wanted him to marry a beautiful and rich princess from a neighboring kingdom. After some persuasion, the king agreed to meet her. Time passed, and they married. The kingdom was so happy, it seemed that the first queen and her three sons had been forgotten. The king and the queen were happy, until one year later a witch came requesting an audience with the queen. Appalled by the witch's ugly appearance, the queen said, Tell me, why should I listen to you? It would be worth your while, the witch said, for my information is hurtful to you and your future children. The queen stiffened. What do you mean, what information? The witch shook her head with a grin. Not so quickly, my queen. Sadly, I've fallen on hard times, so if you want my information, you'll have to pay for it. Pay, the queen repeated, her eyes narrowing. How much? Ten bags of gold. Agreed, the queen said, after only a slight hesitation. If the witch wanted ten bags of gold, her information must be worth it. Now, what information do you have? The witch grinned. I see you're smart, queen, but not smart enough to look to the past. The king has three sons, and he plans to divide the kingdom between them. Three sons, the queen muttered to herself. Then she looked back at the witch and asked sharply, Where are these sons? At the request of his first wife, the king has kept them in a tower on an island far from here, the witch answered. When they come of age, he will send for them. Angrily, the queen thought this over. Although she had no son yet, she had plans for him to one day control the whole kingdom. With her help, of course. If the kingdom was split between the three sons, her plans would be ruined. She couldn't allow them to steal the kingdom that should belong to her and her son. But what could she do? She looked at the witch again. The witch was smiling as if she knew exactly what the queen was thinking. How would you like to earn another ten bags of gold, witch? The queen asked. Tell me how to get rid of these extra sons, and it's yours. The witch cackled, then said, The first thing you must do is go to the king and tell him you know about his sons, and convince him to bring them back to the castle. At their return, have a feast prepared. After the feast, ask the sons if they'd like to play a card game. Once they agree, make a bargain with them. Whoever wins the game must do as the other commands them. With a loud snap of her fingers, the witch pulled something seemingly out of the air and then tossed it to the queen. Use these cards, she said, and it will make it very hard for you to lose. The queen smiled and then rang for her servant. Give this woman twenty bags of gold and then see her out. Once the witch had left, the queen put her plan into action. The king was surprised, but eventually admitted his son's existence and agreed to bring them back to the castle. The banquet was all prepared, and the cards were in the queen's pocket when the three brothers entered the castle. 
Upon seeing them, the queen became angry and jealous. Each son was very handsome and kind, and had been taught in all the arts and policies. They gained the love of everyone who saw them. The feast seemed to take ages as the queen waited, the cards clasped in her hand. Then finally, "'Excuse me, princes,' the queen said as sweetly as she could. "'Would you care for a game of cards?' Each son agreed, thinking no evil of the queen. When she offered the idea of the bargain, all thought that it would be in good fun. They were wrong. The first game was between the eldest son and the queen. The queen won. The second game was with the middle son. Again, the queen won. On the third game, with the youngest son, the queen lost. She cursed under her breath as the two older brothers cheered for the younger. Now the bargain, the eldest said, smiling. What is it you'd like my brother and I to do? I want you to go and bring me the Knight of the Glen's wild steed of bells, and if you come back without it, you will forfeit your inheritance of the kingdom. The brothers, not fully understanding, laughed. A horse? We can bring you back a horse. It's not just any horse, the king said, stepping forward, his face white. The steed of bells is owned by the Knight of the Glen, a strong, unwielding man. Anyone who tries to take his horse is caught and put to death. He turned to his wife. Why would you ask them to do such a fatal task? It doesn't matter, the queen snapped. We made a bargain, now they must keep their end of it. At this, the youngest son stepped forward. You forget that you also have a bargain to keep. The queen sneered at him. And what would you have me do, young prince? Even though the journey is dangerous, I'm going to go with my brothers as they attempt to uphold their bargain. You, queen, must stay in the highest tower of the castle until we return or our death is discovered, eating only rations and water. With spite, the queen agreed. The next morning, the three princes set out on their quest. Along the road, they discovered an older man with a limp who wore a black cap, not in any hurry to reach their destination and possibly their deaths. The brothers stopped and chatted with the man. The man was witty with a dry sense of humor, and they found themselves forming a quick friendship. What's your name? A brother asked the man after another round of laughter settled. The man shrugged. I'm called the Black Thief because of this black cap I wear. He then proceeded to tell the princes tales of some of his adventures. Now, where exactly are you three boys off to? At this, they became solemn. The eldest brother told the black thief their tale from the beginning, and why and where they were now traveling. Ah, my brave lads, this task is much more difficult than you think, the thief said with a sigh. Your father is right about the knight of the glen's disposition. He'll execute anyone he catches trying to steal his steed, but that's not the hardest part. The horse is covered in silk with sixty bells on it. Whenever you approach his stable, he shakes, which makes the bells sound. The bells are so loud that it alarms the knight, his guards, and pretty much the whole countryside. He shook his head. It's impossible to get. I should know. I've been trying to steal that horse for the last seven years. The princes were stunned. What will we do? One asked. If we return without the horse, we'll lose our inheritance. But if we try to steal the horse, we'll most likely be caught and executed. Well, if I were you, I'd rather be executed by the knight than lose my inheritance and honor to a wicked queen. The thief then smiled. But you know, I've taken a liking to you boys, so I'll go with you to the knights. Whatever may befall you, I'll be there with you. Although still anxious, this greatly cheered up the brothers. So, days later, in the dead of night, the three princes and the thief snuck into the knight of the glen's castle and silently made their way to the stable. But the moment they stepped into the stable, the horse neighed terribly and shook himself till the bells rang, and the knight and his guards had them all surrounded before they had a chance to escape. The brothers and thief were thrown into the dungeon as the knight of the glen stepped forward, his hand on his sword. How dare you attempt to steal my prize steed? As punishment, you will be executed one by one. He pointed to the eldest son, starting with you. 
At this, the black thief gave a small chuckle. What are you laughing at, old man? Nothing, nothing, the black thief said dismissively. It just reminds me of a situation I was in once, where I was near death, like this prince. But I escaped, as he will. How's that, the knight said, interested despite himself. That sounds impossible. Well, the thief said, if I tell you my tale and you are impressed, will you pardon this young man? I give my word, the knight said, so tell me your story. The thief leaned against the wall to get in a comfortable position, and then began his tale. I was a very wild boy in my youth, and wandered around a lot. One time I was traveling, and as it became night, I found I had no place to stay. I continued on and eventually came to an old hut, and, with nowhere else to stay and being very tired, I went in to rest. I wasn't there long when I saw three witches enter. Thankfully, I had chosen to rest in a dark corner of the hut so they did not see me. Each witch was carrying a small bag. Where shall we hide our gold, sister? One witch asked with a coarse voice. For if the black thief finds us while we sleep, he will steal it all. My ears perked up at the mention of gold, but I remained stone still and deathly quiet. Put your bag under your head while you sleep, another witch answered. That will keep it safe. That's what they thought anyway, but turned out they were wrong. Once I was sure all three were asleep, I stole each bag of gold, replacing it with a rock under their head. I ran as fast as I could out of the hut, but I hadn't gotten very far when I heard a hair-raising shriek, and then I saw a greyhound, a hawk, and a hare running after me. Sure that they were the witches transformed to come after me, I tried to run faster, but knew that eventually they would catch me. It was then that I saw a tall tree with very thick branches and leaves, so thick that the hawk wouldn't be able to get to me. With no other options, I climbed it with great difficulty, but had made it near the top when the witches found me. Unable to get me in their animal forms, they transformed again, this time into an anvil, a piece of iron, and a hatchet, and thus they began to cut down the tree. Each cut seemed to shake me to my bones, but I held on to both the gold and the tree. Time passed, and the tree began to bend. I knew it would fall with one or two more strikes. I was sure this was it. The time of my death had come. Just as the hatchet drew back to swing, a rooster crowed, and the witches disappeared. With the witches gone, I climbed down from the tree and got away with my life and the gold. The black thief leaned forward. Now, Sir Knight, wasn't that an impressive adventure as you've ever heard? For with one blow of that hatchet, my life would have ended, and yet I escaped. What do you think? I must admit that was extraordinary, the Knight of the Glen said with a curt laugh. So I'll keep my word. This young man is pardoned. Still, though, there's the execution of the second one. I wouldn't count on that, the thief said easily. How so? Well, I escaped death when it loomed over me, and I think it will be the case with this young man as well. Let me guess, the knight said, smiling despite himself. You had another near-death adventure? Well, I did live quite a wild life, the thief answered easily. The knight of the glen barked out a laughter. Well, if you can tell me a tale more impressive than the last, I would be glad to pardon this young man as well. So, for the second time, the black thief told his story. During this time in my life, I had the misfortune of running out of money, and I was in pretty dire straits. It was then that a wealthy nobleman in the area I was in left his home to go on a vacation. This was the perfect opportunity for me, for I knew with the nobleman gone there would be less guards at the mansion. So that night, I snuck past the guards and got into the nobleman's chambers. I couldn't believe what I saw. Piles of jewels, towers of silver, bags of gold. Never before had I seen so much wealth in such a small space. I was so spellbound by what I saw that I didn't hear the footsteps of the guards coming towards me. It was only when the floor outside the door creaked that I came back to myself. 
Knowing that any second the guards would enter and shoot me on sight, I flung my cloak over a coat rack and placed it in front of the window, making it silhouetted against the full moon. Quickly, I then tied a rope to one of the coat rack's legs. Just as the door opened, I hid in a corner. The guards entered, guns out. There, it's the black thief, one exclaimed. As they shot the coat rack, I pulled the rope, making it fall to the ground. As the guards moved forward to go inspect what they'd shot, I snuck behind them and left through the door, grabbing a sack of jewels as I did. The story finished, the knight shook his head. Well, my brave thief, your life of danger has freed another one of these young men. Unfortunately, there is one prince left. I'd hate to execute the lad, he admitted. So if you have another wonderful tale, I'd love to hear it. As it happens, the thief said, I'd hate for you to kill the young lad as well, and I have reserved the best tale for last on his account. Well then, the knight said, let's hear it. So the black thief began his best and last tale. As I was traveling, I came to a large forest. I went in and wandered around it for a very long time, not being able to find the way out. Eventually, I came to a large castle. About to faint from hunger and exhaustion, I decided to go in. Once inside, I found a woman who was crying, holding a child on her knee. Seeing me, she gasped, tears still rolling down her cheeks. "'Excuse me, my lady, I didn't mean to frighten you,' I said gently. "'If I may ask, why are you crying?' "'This castle is owned by a wicked giant,' the woman answered, her voice strained from crying. "'He is asleep right now, but when he wakes, he wants to eat this child. I can't let him, but if I don't, he'll eat me as well.' "'I would like to help you, but I don't know how I can,' I said with sympathy for the woman and child." The giant has a ring that's enchanted to protect the wearer, the woman answered desperately. If you could get that from him, it would make the giant vulnerable to attack. I thought about this for a moment, and then I told the woman my plan. Silently, I snuck into the giant's bedroom, where he was still fast asleep, a hand hanging off the bed. On the hand was a gold ring with a red jewel set in the middle. Knowing that this was the ring of protection, I snuck over and, pulling a bar of soap the woman had given me out of my pocket, covered the area around the ring with it. Then, very, very carefully, I slid the ring off. As I did so, the ring shrunk to be more of a human size instead of giant. Running back to the woman, I handed her the ring. Take it and run, I said. What about you, she said, holding the child close. I'll be fine. It was then we heard a furious roar and the giant began running towards us. The woman and the child ran, and I ran out front of the giant, waving my arms to get his attention. The black thief, the giant roared. I will catch you and eat you and spit out your bones. You have to catch me first, I yelled, running into the kitchen. The giant ran after me, just as I had planned. As the giant entered the kitchen, looking around for where I'd gone, I pushed over a bucket of hot water right into his face. The giant yelled, now blinded. I ran towards the nearest door, but the giant was still after me. I still smell you, thief, the giant yelled. Running out of the door, I was once again in the forest. I hoped the trees would slow him down, but the giant ran right through them. I ran and ran. My legs were seconds from collapsing. I knew I couldn't keep this up. Suddenly, the forest ended, and a cliff loomed out in front of me. Barely keeping my balance and falling off the cliff myself, I came up with another plan. Hey, giant, I called. I thought you were going to catch me. The giant roared again, bursting through the forest and running straight for the cliff. I tried to get out of the way, but just as the giant began to fall, he grabbed at me, slashing my leg with his giant nails and pulling me down off the cliff with him. I grabbed a root at the edge of the cliff, keeping myself from falling all the way down. Somehow, I managed to pull myself back onto solid ground. I looked down off the cliff where the giant had fallen, but he was nowhere to be seen. The thief took a limping step forward. 
Now, Sir Knight of the Glen, you've heard what dangers I've lived through and escaped, even though my last adventure has left me limp ever since. What think ye? Suddenly, an old woman, who had obviously been there the whole time, stepped forward. Sir, she said to the knight, that story the black thief has told is fully the truth, for I was the woman in the giant's castle, and you, sir, were the child I escaped with. She looked at the black thief. This man saved your life, which you may know because of that ring you always carry around with you. The knight of the glen, his eyes wide with surprise, pulled at a chain necklace he wore under his armor. Hanging from the chain was the giant's ring. You saved me, he asked as he began to understand the truth. Oh, my brave thief, not only will I pardon you all, but you will always have a place here at my castle for as long as you live. You have our gratitude, the princess said with a bow. While you're in such a gracious mood, the black thief added, let me tell you why these princes needed your steed of bells. After hearing about the princes and the wicked queen and the bargain they had made, the knight of the glen said, I will give you my steed, brave princes, for I would hate for you to lose your rightful inheritances. Only please come back and visit. I would like to get to know you all better. Promising they would, the princes and the thief joyfully made their way back to the king. At their return, the queen was banished from the kingdom and was never seen again. The three princes lived happily, and the thief lived in their castle with them and lived a life of luxury. And they all lived happily ever after. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tales of Fairy Tales. I hope that you enjoyed it, and please listen next time.